0: Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Scotty and Goss on this Wednesday and, of course, yesterday, Scotty, the big news is that the World Cup, uh, the Socceroos World Cup squad has been announced and there was some big-name omissions and some surprise inclusions. Mm. One man across it is 10 Football and Paramount Plus. And the global game on SEN, Simon Hill, 1894 on Twitter. He's got it all. You can find his links and you can buy his T-shirts as well, the Simon Says (laughs) T-shirts. He joins us now. Simon, thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Show, mate. In simple terms, what's your thoughts on our squad heading to the World Cup?
1: Morning, guys. Thanks for giving the plug to the t-shirts. That's much appreciated. (laughs) Um, Look, I I think overall the squad is okay. Uh, There's not too many changes I would have made. Uh, There are there are two, maybe three big uh, talking points. Uh, The omission of of Mitch Langerak is certainly one that, personally, I don't agree with. Um, I understand Graham Arnold's reasons as to why he's done it, but uh, for me, Langerak is the informed goalkeeper at the moment. And with Matty Ryan having a little bit of a knee injury and not playing regularly for FC Copenhagen, I would have thought Langrat would have been a shoe in So that's the biggest surprise for me. Um, The other one is that Trent Sainsbury, who's actually Arnold's son-in-law, so that'll be an interesting Christmas conversation around the dinner table, uh, has been left out as well. Uh, Now, Trent is one of Australia's most experienced defenders. He's not been in great form for Australia of late. He's not played a lot of uh, club football. Uh, He plays in Qatar, strangely enough, for Al-Wakra. But he's been training with Melbourne City the last few weeks. He's been omitted. Uh, And the other one is Tommy Rogic, maybe a little bit less controversial, although he's one of Australia's most talented players. Uh, He's not had a lot of game time, only just changed clubs to West Brom in, in the English second tier. So those are the three big omissions. But I think other than that, uh, you know, overall, the squad is is probably pretty much what we expected. Simon, who's
2: the uh, the ends or the the keys in this squad that we should all be excited about? The ones that are going to uh, tear it apart that we can sit from afar and go, "Yep." Simon Hill told us about him.
1: <laughs> well, we hope that we hope this is the case. Uh, look, I'm very excited by the fact that Grant Qual is there. Uh, this young kid is the best young Aussie talent that I've seen. Well, I mean, there was Daniel Arzani a few years ago, and unfortunately that's not quite worked out as yet, although he is doing uh, okay back in the A-League with MacArthur. But uh, Darren Kowal is a very, very exciting young talent. He's only 18. Uh, He's just signed for Newcastle United in the English Premier League. He's on the plane. He won't start in in Qatar, but he he might come off the bench. And we've already seen in the uh, the A-League All-Stars game against Barcelona, he's not scared. Of taking on world-class defenders, and uh, I think he could be certainly one to look out for. Jason Cummings is another; his Central Coast Mariners uh, club teammates. Uh, he obviously speaks with the, sp- the broad Scottish accent, yeah. um, but has a mum that was born in WA, uh, so he's got something to prove as well at this uh, World Cup. Um, so there's a couple of players that you know are, are exciting potentially. We're in a tough group, but, uh, you know, hopefully we can go and give a good account of ourselves and those players that I mentioned can uh, can put their name up in lights.
2: That's a bit of a worry, Goss. Jason Cummings has got a mum that was born in WA. I'm just going to have a chat with mum the Sarbo. <laughs> This could be really interesting.
0: Ah, yes, the great Cummings name. Well, Mum, Mum, well, Mum, uh, what have you been doing? Uh, it's good to see this Cummings rise to an international prominence rather than just uh, sort of get stuck in Australia. Whatever. Uh, Simon, may I just ask you, no no A-League defenders, no A-League midfielders in the squad, but we do have the five attackers and a couple of goalkeepers. What does that say for our squad overseas in regards to, and we, we talk about Rogic not being there, but we talk about our, our attackers coming from the... The team's on home soil. What do you make of that?
1: Well, look, you know, this is the nature of a global game. Uh, If you look through the squad, I think there are uh, 18 out of the 26 uh, in total. That includes those seven uh, domestic-based players that have started their career or at least passed through the A-League. I mean, you know, that's what our, our competition is supposed to be about, developing players um, some of them go overseas, some of them stay here, some of them come back at the end of their career. Matt Leckie is a good you know, example of that. He had many years uh, overseas in Germany, particularly with Hertha Berlin. Um, so it's just the nature of, of the game that is played right around the world. And I, I wouldn't read too much into, you know, where they're playing at the moment, whether it's good, bad or indifferent. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, as somebody who covers the A-League, I, I hope those players who play domestically go and, and prove themselves on the world stage because it makes people here sit up and take a bit more notice of our competition and maybe give it a little bit more respect than it, than it gets at the moment. Uh, I don't think there is a sporting competition in the world that gets so much hostility uh, from its own population as the A-League, quite frankly. That's only my personal opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the makeup, as I say, is, is pretty much as expected because we operate in a, in a global environment.
0: How far can we go in this tournament? Oh, yeah. What's an acceptable performance? And again, every year we just want to get to certain stages, win some, winna- you know, win the winnable games, and, and put on a good show. From from a purist's point of view, what's an accepted uh, uh, expectation going into the
1: World Cup? Well, look, performances and results, uh, you know, are the important things. Obviously, we want to see a competitive team. Uh, I'll give you an example. In 2014, Antipasicoglu's Australia were were hugely competitive in all three games, but they they didn't garner a single point. Uh, So the two have to dovetail together. Uh, I I think the bare minimum in this tournament is we're looking at a win. That's what we'd like. Uh, We haven't won a game at a World Cup since 2010 when we beat Serbia by two goals to one. Tunisia, the second game in the group, is very winnable, in my opinion. And if we were able to jag a, a point from one of the two other games against France, which is the first one, or Denmark, which is the last game, then you know we're, we're looking potentially at qualification for the round of 16. Now, if, if Graham Arnold does that, he's a national hero because he's then you know equal what Huss-Hidding did in 2006. It's a tough group. We're not favourites. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but again, this is the nature of a global game. We are competing with... Thirty-two other nations, ninety-nine percent of which have football as their national sport, and pour millions and millions of dollars into it. Uh, we we exist on the smell of an oily rag, and until that changes, then you know qualification is still going to be seen as an achievement, and uh, really we should be past that by now.
2: So I'm going to ask you, and you might not like this question, but. Is that the problem? And you, and you speak about the hostility towards the A League from within Australia and, and that sort of thing. And, and there is, and it is an argument between all codes and and uh, and soccer, no doubt about that. But is that is that mentality? And I know you have to be realistic as well of where we sit in the in the global scale of of soccer. But is that mentality of we just want to win a game, or we just want to get a points, or just want to qualify? Is that what's holding us back? Because it's, it's it's not really the australian way we want to play we want to be under, if we're underdogs, we want to win we want to be a chance it, it, do you understand the question what I'm trying to say
1: i do i do um, and if you, if you don't mind me saying it and i hope you don't get offended by this that's a very australian way of doing yeah. things no i'm not um, offended at all and and it, it's, right. it's yeah. because <laughs> sorry and, and i don't mean that to be disrespectful no, no. It, it's because that in in the other sports uh, and and with respect to the other sports you know you're looking at cricket rugby rugby league Uh, the sports where Australia compete and and win things internationally, you're up against at best, you know, three, four, maybe five other nations that could possibly win these tournaments. So, you know, Australia always going to be among the favourites. And because they are, you know, culturally more mainstream in this country, of course, you know, they take uh, some of the best athletes as well. Mm. Now in football, you're dealing with, a global phenomenon, uh, a sport that uh, other countries plough, as I say, millions, sometimes billions of dollars. I'll give you one very little example. Now Vietnam have not qualified for this World Cup, nowhere near, but over the last 10, 20 years, they have been ploughing millions into their development, into their infrastructure, into their domestic clubs, into their domestic league. Now, if that continues and they've already qualified for the final stage of uh, the qualification process in Asia this time, which underlines their progress, they're starting to win Asian junior tournaments. At some point, they will overtake Australia. And, and that's just the nature of the beast. And, you know, if you want a comparison with other sports, you look at the Olympics. Now, you know, Australia used to win... Uh, lots more gold medals, for example, than Britain. And it was always a a sense of national Mm, pride here. Now, Britain started ferrying millions of dollars from the national lottery uh, into their athletes uh, and their Olympic programs. And all of a sudden, Britain are winning more medals than Australia. It's it's not rocket science. You have to invest in sports where you're competing internationally against lots of other countries. And instead, and again, you might not like this, and I've said it before, we plough millions of dollars into Aussie rules and rugby league, and, and they're not international sports. So it depends what you want as a nation. Do you want to be good at sports that only we play, or do you want to be, you know, punching above your weight on the international stage? And that, that's the dilemma for the country, I'm afraid. Yeah, fair
0: answer. Wednesday, November 23, Saturday, November 26, Thursday, December 1. We've got France, Tunisia, Denmark. Uh, are you heading over?
1: I am, actually, yes. Uh, yes. I'm going over with the Green and Gold Army Fan Tour, would you believe? I'm um, <laughs> doing a, a daily radio show for SEN as well with yeah. John Cosmina. so I'm wow. looking forward to it. Oh, I mean, it's going to be
2: hard to do with the amount they try and plough down your throat, the uh, Aussie Army. They'll be, uh, they'll be keen for a sip well, over Well I'm not sure nice they're going to be able
1: to get hold of alcohol, to be honest, no, in, point, yeah. in Doha, so yeah. it, might be, it
2: might be a very dry <laughs> month. will find a way. <laughs> oh, dear.
0: They'll <laughs> <laughs> find oh, a way. Dear. To oh, dear. me, Mate, you would be deported
2: within five minutes. i have got no doubt about it. <laughs> we'd be happy to be deported. <laughs> All
0: righty. Looking forward to it, mate. Uh, appreciate it. This has caused plenty of uh, fallout. The Australian team, the, the Socceroos squad for the World Cup, uh, and it continues today. The, the Sainsbury, the Rogic, um, uh, the, and the Graham Arnold. But he has pulled some magic strings in more recent times to get the to get here, so uh, I su- won't be surprised if he uh, un- unearths a, a magic combination for these games over there starting later in the month. Appreciate your time, Simon, and once again, have a safe trip and enjoy.
1: No problem. Have a great week, guys. Cheers.
0: Simon Hill from 10 Football and Paramount Plus. The global game here on SEN, of course, and you can follow him on Twitter, Simon SimonHill1894. He's the best in the business. There's no doubt about that. And if you really want to go next t-shirt. level, a get a T-shirt. Simon Says. This is Scotty Ingos. Go the Socceroos.